Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Tuesday, July 21st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, only Penn Orthopedics has the reputation, the ingenuity, and the expertise to offer the region's widest array of treatments in every orthopedic specialty, all in a safe and secure environment. The Penn Orthopedics team creates the ideal care plan with options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. A lot to get to in this episode, including a one-on-one conversation I was able to have with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart as he gets set to make his NHL playoff debut. We'll talk to Carter Hart about preparations for the playoffs and his debut in the NHL playoffs. Also about how he handled the pandemic and a ton more. So stay tuned. That coming up momentarily. Sad news to report uh, from the Philadelphia Flyers that uh, the Flyers have put out a statement regarding the passing of former Flyer, former Flyer assistant coach and a scout with the organization, Jack McElhargy, who has passed away. And the statement reads as follows. The Flyers are saddened to hear of the passing of Jack McElhargy. Jack began his NHL career with our organization and contributed to our success in a variety of ways, which included player, assistant coach, and current scout. He helped our team to three conference championships, including two as a player, and Jack will be deeply missed, but his legacy with our team will be felt for many years to come. He was a large part of drafting the players on today's team and the ones currently in our system who will make up a new generation of Flyers. Our condolences go out to Jack's wife, Karen, and his three daughters, Aaron, Georgia, and Anna. Sad news to report here on the passing of Jack McElhargy. Also, the Flyers did get some good news on Monday afternoon as the finalists for the Selkie Award were announced. And Flyers center Sean Couturier has been honored as a finalist once again. Two years ago, he was the runner-up. And the Frank J. Selkie Trophy is awarded annually to the forward who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game. Couturier joins Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins and Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues as finalists for the award based on voting and they're by the members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Sean Couturier did say, it's nice to be honored and recognized by the media. It reflects on the year and the team we had as well. I try to pay attention to the details of the game, do the right things all the time, be on the right side of the puck and reliable in all aspects of the game. I try to take pride in that. You can tell that Sean Couturier uh, is the son of a coach and has learned the game and playing it properly. You see it in the way he uh, positions himself on the ice. At the halfway point of this past season, the Professional Hockey Writers Association as the midway point winner of this category they did have Sean Couturier winning it we'll see if that is in fact the case when the winners of the NHL awards are announced coming up after the season does finally conclude and the Stanley Cup gets handed out now we also do have a scheduling change for the Flyers round robin games the Flyers initially were to end their round robin play against the Tampa Bay Lightning on the 9th of August. That will now be on the 8th of August. No start time for that game just yet. Uh, The Boston Bruins will now play the Washington Capitals, which was originally scheduled for that Saturday the 8th, and that game will now be in that slot where the Flyers would have played on that Sunday the 9th. I would imagine um, maybe as the Flyers, as the four seed, it was a bit of an advantage to be the last team to play in a round-robin Uh, style tournament going into that game knowing exactly what you needed to do to either move up in the standings or determine an opponent Uh, the Flyers as the four seed maybe some other teams thought they didn't deserve or as the four seed 
should not have that opportunity to know uh, what that game will mean for them. Could rest players as well if it didn't mean anything. Uh, so the Flyers game now moved to that Saturday on August 8th when we get a time. We'll be sure to pass that along to you here on Flyers Daily as well. Week two of training camp is underway. The Flyers were not on the ice yesterday. However, this morning, uh, if you're here listening to this early in the morning, Flyers have another training camp scrimmage at 10:15, And once again, we'll be streaming it to you live on Philadelphia Flyers Twitter handle. If you're hearing this later in the afternoon, you can always go back on the Twitter handle and check out the stream of the scrimmage as well. And myself and Brian Ryan Smith will have commentary on that once again as well as the Flyers' inner squad scrimmages continue. Just six days, five days actually from now, uh, the Flyers will be off to their hub city of Toronto as preparations are underway. And a week from today, the Flyers will have their first preseason game against the Pittsburgh Penguins before the round robin is set to get underway coming up in just a couple of weeks' time. But right now, let's get to my conversation with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Another great season for Carter Hart. He's played more games this past year. Uh, than he did in his initial season or his rookie season in the NHL. Had some spectacular moments, fought off some adversity, came back from an injury and was better than before the injury. And here I had a chance to catch up with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart in advance of his first Stanley Cup playoffs. Happy to have join us once again on Flyers Daily, Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Carter, how you been? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. It's it's been so great this past week to to see you guys back on the ice, knowing the game is uh, games are around the corner and preparations are underway. How, how's it been getting back with the group and getting back with the boys? Yeah, it's been great. It's just been it's been nice to have everybody here now and to kind of get in the rhythm of everybody uh, here. And I know it came down a couple couple weeks early, so there was just a few of us skating. But now it's nice to have everybody here and get our full group uh, skating together again. What was it feeling like for you uh, when you first got back on the ice after, after that pause, you know, getting back here as part of phase two and getting some, you know, workouts in in small group sessions uh, first, what was it, what did it feel like physically for you? Did, did, did it almost feel weird at first and how did you kind of progress through it? I mean, we had about three months off where I didn't have access to ice. So it was probably the longest break that I've had ever. So it was, uh, it was definitely weird first getting back on the ice. But I mean, it's like riding a bike. You get the first couple strides on the ice, and then you just get your feet under you, and you're good to go. And um, but I mean, like I think it's everyone was in a different situation with uh, how bad things were with where they were at, if they had access to ice or not. So uh, I know for me, I didn't have a lot of access back home in Alberta, and then things started to open up as I was uh, getting ready to leave to come back here. Um, but it's always nice to, whenever you've been, on the, been off the ice for a, an extended period of time, to get back on the ice and get those first few strides going and just to feel the ice again. and uh, It's a good feeling. How did you want to kind of concentrate? You're a guy that thinks every element out um, with, in tremendous detail. Um, your plan, and obviously talking to Kim and the staff, um, goes into this as well, but... Uh, how was uh you know what what did you initially want to work on uh when you got back on the ice and and how has that progressed was it just you know movements and and technical aspects and box control and those kind of things at first and moving into other elements or did you kind of want to see pucks right away i mean trying to keep it pretty foundational to start like when you're off the, off the ice for that long of a time um you just want to ease your way in and especially with your body not having to not having been going through those kind of different types of movements that 
um, during the season your body's used to doing every day and then you take three months off and you go right into a full split it's probably not going to be too good so you gotta gotta ease your way into it a little bit and that's why I came down uh, a couple weeks early was to get some work in with Kim. Uh, in preparation for coming back to Philly in phase two, um, did, did you ramp up your, your routines at home, your stretching routines, your rolling and all that stuff? Or did you even get away from that at all during, during the pause when you weren't getting any ice and you were kind of uncertain where things were going? No, I mean, as soon as I got home, I, I was lucky that I was able to work out at my gym with my trainer, Phil. Um, so there was, there was three of us that were able to work out pretty much Monday to Friday, like we usually do in the off season. So I didn't really stop, um, in the off ice part of things. And I mean, when I got home, it was minus 16, so <laughs> there wasn't much else to do. That was kind of my only thing I had to look forward to for, uh, about the first month home there was getting up and going to the gym in the morning. Did, did you find it, uh, hard to kind of decompress when things stop so suddenly? Cause you know, you're in the, the rigidity and the, and the routine of a season and to have it just stop like that, were you able to kind of mentally like exhale and just kind of go, okay, we got, we got a period of time here. We don't know what it is, but I can kind of recharge mentally and, you know, deal with the situation as it comes. I mean, I think it was good that you get a couple, a little bit of time off the ice to uh, let your body heal and rest up, but it was just weird because we didn't know what was going to happen. Like they kept saying, we kept hearing different rumors and we were on conference calls with the PA and with our PA rep, uh, JVR and kept hearing so many different things and we didn't really know. So that was the hardest part was just all the uncertainty and trying to make sure that you're doing everything you can, even if you don't have access to ice or whatever, doing everything you can to stay ready for when that, that time and that date get does uh, get set. And I know in the middle of May there, beginning of May, we started to hear some rumors about possibly coming back here in, in June. And um, that's kind of when things ramped up and kind of realized like, hey, we're, there's a good chance we could come back here and finish this thing. Um, this is one of those situations we had a lot, a lack of control in a lot of things, and we, we still do it to some degree in our lives. But um, can a pause like this before heading in, you know, you're two years into the league now, two regular seasons, and you're heading into your first playoffs. Can, is, can it be a good thing that you had the pause to kind of think back and the kind of the growth of your game and, and learning the NHL game and, and all those elements and to be able to pick up and, and use that pause as a, as a moment of reflection that you normally wouldn't get going right from the season into the postseason and use it maybe to your advantage in any way? Yeah, I mean, you know what, you get a little bit of downtime there where you're not on the ice and uh, it kind of sucks when you're uh, – we should have been playing – um, obviously bigger circumstances with the world and how things are going. Um, but I mean, you know what, they're, during that period of time, I think a, a lot of our focus was just on when are we going to come back and play? And if, are we going to come back and play? And all that uncertainty, I mean, it's, it can be stressful in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen. And I mean, there's bigger things that are going on in the world right now, but um, for us to come back and be able to play the game of hockey, when once we heard the news, like we're all really excited that we get to finish this thing out. I mean, we were on a run there uh, when the pause started, and um, we got a really good group here, and, it, and it's nice to be back into a rhythm here with all the guys and 
and get things going here and, and get a chance to finish it out. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because you got you just alluded to it. You guys were on a heater, uh, nine of your last ten before the pause. Uh, you hadn't lost back-to-back games since that road trip uh, that ended way back in early January. Those are traits of, of really good teams that are able to do that. Uh, I get the sense in talking to some of the guys this week and being out there that uh, um, while everybody, it's great to see everybody and having fun and everything, but the, the, everybody seems really businesslike. The task at hand is to have success in these playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why we're coming back to finish it. There's why, why wouldn't we be getting ready to go out and just be average? We're we're all here, and I mean, some guys had extended period of times off the ice and whatnot, and uh, now they're just getting back into the swing. So it's time to really dial it in here and um, bring our focus back to just our group and inside the locker room. Since phase the official training camp, um, have you noticed progression in your game each day where you're feeling more and more comfortable? I know the coaches are, you know, and speaking with them, uh, you know, trying to simulate game experience as much as possible for the players and the goaltenders equally as important. Um, are you feeling more and more comfortable? And, and are you a guy that kind of knows when your game is where you need it to be? Does it kind of click for you mentally? Like, okay, I'm starting to get right where I need to be and I can feel it kind of all come into play. For sure. I mean, and, and Dilly does a good job. We always try to get out a little bit earlier just to work on a couple things or um, just do a little bit of maintenance work. But um, today was nice in the sense we got out and we were at a bigger group, kind of everybody together. So it was nice to kind of have um, everyone together on the ice. And um, I mean, we got a chance to get our full group in. I mean, obviously there's uh, some other guys here as well with Black Aces and um, some call-ups in case of injuries and stuff or whatnot, but it's nice to get everybody on the ice and get our group that we've played with all year long together on the ice. Yeah, that felt like a normal practice on Friday, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no whiteboard. Everything's kind of planned out. You know where you're going, pace and all that. No wasted time. Um, let me ask you about uh, you know the, the bubble life, what it's going to be like, uh, your anticipation. You'll, you'll be able to answer this really good when it's all over for me, but I'm, I'm going to ask you to prognosticate. Uh, what do you anticipate that being like? You're not that far removed from playing tournaments as a kid and, and you know being with your teammates in hotels and you know, playing uh, sock hockey in the hallways and getting yelled at by the staff. Um, but this is going to be different, obviously, and it's much more serious. But what's your anticipation of life uh, up in Toronto in the bubble and as you guys are in the NHL playoffs? I mean, for sure, it's going to be different where guys are going to be away from their families and friends. And I mean, there's not going to be a lot going out outside of the outside of the rinks and outside of the games. But um, it'll be something we have to adjust to and. I mean, it's going to be like a world championship set up in the sense that we're all in the hotel there. Uh, we're playing games at 12 o'clock, 4 and 8 o'clock. So it's all like the world championships in a sense, but um, an extended world championships. And um, I think we're all just really excited to get to Toronto and, and to get things going there. Yeah, Let me ask you this, because like when you played in those world championships and, and when you're in the bubble, uh, will you be a guy that monitors the other games? You have a game at noon, you know, and, and you know there's going to be six games a day at least initially, uh, will you be monitoring those other games or do you stick to a, a routine of, you know, cool down after a game and, and all the things uh, that you normally do in a normal, like, 7 o'clock game in the middle of a regular season? I mean, I just do my routine. Like, uh, I mean, depending on what's going on, I'm still a hockey fan too, so I um, like to watch a little bit. But, um, no, like, when we're getting ready to play, I'm getting ready to play. But, 
I mean, if there's other things going on, we're finished. Someone's out. Someone else is playing after us. I mean, there's no harm in watching a little bit. I'm still a fan of the game, and um, but I mean, when we're we're getting ready to play it, and it's time to just focus and get ready to play. Uh, those round robin games that you guys are playing in as part of the return to play protocol, with uh, uh, having the chance to move up in your seating, you're facing Boston, Tampa, and Washington. Three very good teams, obviously, to be in that position in the top four, like you guys. Um, you're you're approaching that game. The, the result um, maybe doesn't matter because you guys can't move down but it's more about the process for you guys as a team. Do you go in as the four seed, not being able to go down, but only move up with a little bit of less kind of pressure in that situation? Yeah, I mean, you know what? We're in a good spot where we got these three games here to, to kind of feel it out and see how it's going to be without fans. and It's going to be different for everybody. You know, some teams don't have that luxury where they're going right into playing a five-game series that they could be out within three games, so... Um, I think we're lucky in the sense we get to put ourselves in a good position where we get those three games and we're in fourth, so we can only move up from, from here. Were you watching video during the, during the pause at all? Did you watch any of your game video? My dad like has everything on the on the <laughs> PVR, so he would just turn it on and he'll be watching it. Are you like, Dad, come on. I already lived it, brother. <laughs> yeah. I know. He's watching the ones where I'm getting sniped and I'm like, come on, you don't have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'm an RVH. That one got by my head, man. It happened one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you about your the evolution of your game in year two real quick, too, because uh, you've added some other uh, save selections to your arsenal. I know a double seal is something that you added. It's very difficult to perform. It's one of those daunting ones as well. Uh, double seal and also, you know, the, the the sprawl, I think, is what you guys call it. Uh, and there's a lot of technique, actually, to the sprawl. It looks like a desperation save, and maybe it is, but there is technique involved in it. How's your game evolved kind of year one to year two and, and your comfort level with new save uh, selections? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we've worked on with Dilly and with my goalie coaches back home with Dustin Schwartz and, um, no, I feel like my double seal has gotten a lot better and my, my spread uh, has gotten a lot better. And I mean, it's just something that just a lot of repetition in practice. And, and then once you start to feel it, it starts to feel more comfortable. It's, it starts to become just routine and natural and it just happens in a game. And, um, I mean, for me, like that's where I want to get things to is where you're trying something new to see, maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't. And I thought that maybe the spread and the, uh, where collectively we thought that the spread and the double seal would be something that would benefit my game, and we put a lot of work into it, and I feel like it's become a strength of my game. Yeah, we've seen the spread. You make a couple of uh, saves using uh, that save selection uh, in big moments this year, and the double seal is one of those ones. Is that just an efficiency and movement for you with the double seal, if that's something that, you know, that you're comfortable in? Yeah, I mean, it just gives me a good uh, sort of set position on my post where the guy goes behind the net and I mean sometimes they like to work the power play behind there and um Washington for example Kuznetsov wants to go back behind there and throw it back against the grain but um no it's something that it's it can be a little stressful on the old hips but oh, yeah. um but it's it's something that I feel really beneficial in my game. Yeah, it's, believe me, it's not something I'm going to try in my beer league, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> see, seeing the way Bob does it, it's like, oh, my God, oh my goodness, you got to be He's kidding me. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. But um, uh, you're trying out some new gear as well. Um, usually in the summertime, a lot of goaltenders will demo some new gear. Uh, yours is new gear, but it's not a new manufacturer per se. Uh, you're trying out the Lefave gear, who was the ma- who was the designer of uh, your stuff that you wore for CCM and the Eflex. Uh, how do you like the new gear? 
I love it. It honestly feels like the exact same, but um, the glove may be a little different, but I, I think it feels really good. And I know if Pat makes really good gear and um, we had a conversation about what was going to happen and I had to make sure that I told him, I was like, you make the same stuff that I can wear, that I've been wearing, and that's, I have no problem with that. But um, they make great stuff, and I really like it. It, it, you said the glove feels a little different. You use a 600 brake glove. Um, it, what's the difference? Because that's the one piece of equipment that maybe sticks out the most when you're in new gear as a goalie, um, where the feel's got to be just right, you, you know? And how, how's that different? And do you like the the difference that it feels? It's actually It actually feels pretty good. Like, it's, I think it's a little lighter, almost. That's like always feels, good. <laughs> yeah, like, that's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed is my glove feels a little bit lighter, and it's got... A little bit of different material in the palming where it's a little softer and it feels pretty good. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I know Moose was trying your blocker and glove the one day. Uh, what was he thinking? And he went back to his uh, for a small area game, but th- did he like uh, w- what he was feeling? Oh, I didn't even know he was trying it. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely had your blocker and glove on. I took some pictures and put them out on social media. Uh, th- I think he was giving it a run just to see how it felt. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm breaking news to you, man. Um, Carter, I, I know you're excited. I know everybody's excited. The city's so excited about you guys heading into a playoff run. It's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully, you know, you guys are, are in that bubble and get to experience uh, a lot of great hockey in the bubble as well. I appreciate you doing this. I know you said the other day you've been waiting for this for your whole life, and, and this is the opportunity, and, and all that hard work uh, is paying off, and, and it's going to be uh, a pretty fun time for you guys, and I think you guys are going to do a lot of damage. Thanks for doing this, and best of luck to you as always. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Special thanks to Flyers goaltender Carter Hart as he prepares for this moment. He was quoted earlier in campus saying, I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. He's played on the big stage before for his country with Team Canada, which means a ton for Canadian kids in the World Junior Tournament in two years and excelled very well in that tournament. And uh, Carter is a very mentally strong player, especially for a young player, just 21, controls the controllable. He and I have talked about that phrase so many times, and that's exactly what Carter Hart does. And uh, he's going to be well prepared for this tournament as well as the Stanley Cup playoffs will get underway coming up in just a couple of weeks. And preparations continue, and he continues his preparations uh, for his first Stanley Cup playoff experience. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have more camp coverage for you as the countdown continues to the Stanley Cup playoffs and a quest for Lord Stanley's Cup. Flyers Daily brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. We'll talk to you on Wednesday's edition of Flyers Daily. Have a great day, everybody, and thanks for listening.